Third time's a charm? Hopefully. <laughs> go closer, go closer. Be because <laughs> if, it, if it doesn't work... We're giving up. We're giving up. <laughs> I read online that um, putting a blanket over your setup helps the sound sound better. So we're sitting under a blanket right now. <laughs> so, um, like or whatever the hell you do with podcasts <laughs> because this sucks. Give us a like and comment on Spotify. <laughs> subscribe yeah so we should probably introduce ourselves ourselves in the podcast so this is the undergrads podcast um if you're not currently studying undergrad you need to exit out right now and leave so lane get out (laughs) okay i'm leaving the blanket (laughs) no i'm just kidding um it's more of like undergrads metaphorically emotionally like spiritually spiritually (laughs) in in all forms except physical um but physical also but physical also (laughs) yeah it's just it's more to represent like a an area of life rather than like strictly like a like specific specific thing like like you're like the audio is gonna be weird if it's not exactly between us like you're a grown-up, but you're also still, like, stuck in this space where you're, like, trying to move toward a goal, I guess, mm-hmm. even though I don't even know what the goal is, and I think some people don't know what the goal is, but, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 You're just vibing. Yeah. We're all undergrads in a way, in one way or another. Yeah. And I think, you know, every generation has its moment where, like, the bulk of the generation... Or, like, the center of the generation is in their early 20s and, like, in their last year of college or just graduated college or their undergrad. And is just trying to figure out, like, what the heck they're going to do <laughs> with their yeah. lives. Yeah. Because I don't really think that, you know, any of us know. But also at the same time, it's like we're living in this very specific period of history with everything that's happening right now. So it's really scary and it's really weird and it's uncertain and the economy's terrible and we don't Trump only paid seven hundred and fifty dollars in income tax. <laughs> Trump only paid seven hundred and fifty dollars in his in- income tax and RBG is dead. We can barely afford to be alive. Warm. So So yeah. <laughs> so, so who are you? <laughs> I'm just gonna make sure it's recording. Okay. So I'm Lane. I just graduated with my Bachelor of Arts in Creative Writing, and even though I hate telling people this because I know they're either going to go, oh, or they're going to laugh at me, or they're going to be like, what are you going to do with that? I Girl, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I want to be an author, and it feels embarrassing sometimes to say that, and like, we're going to get into this first episode is going to be about like creativity and creativity in the time of COVID and everything like that, but you know... It feels almost silly because people don't take it seriously, and no one really. And I don't. No one understands me. No one understands. But um, I think people who aren't in the creative world don't understand the work that goes into novel, and the work that you know you need to do to be successful at it. And no, you don't 
you don't need a degree to be an author. And that's a really good thing about it is that, you know, being an author can be entirely, you know, self-taught. But at the same time, if you, whether you're learning from other people in the industry through college or not, or even in, you know, today's time going on YouTube and just absorbing other people's, like, experiences, like, you do need to learn and educate yourself on, you know, the ways of writing, which sounds so silly, and I hated that that just came out of my mouth, but, like, I hope you guys understand what I'm saying, and, like, I'm not just talking out of my ass right now, because it's a lot of work to be a writer, and I didn't understand that for a long time, and I definitely do now. So, Jordan, your turn. So, I'm Jordan. Um, I'm a senior in college for, like, my undergrad, um, I'm a history major, um, and I kind of get the same, oh, that Lane gets, I feel like everyone doing any type of liberal arts degree gets that at least a little bit. Like, I always get the, oh, so you're going to be a teacher, and I'm like, no. And then it's the, oh, so what are you going to do? And I'm like, I don't know. I just know that. Like, I don't know. It's hard to get a job no matter what your degree is Mm -hmm. in. So you might as well dedicate these four years to studying something that you like. And all I know is that I like writing about and reading about and talking about history. So Mm -hmm. we'll see Mm -hmm. where that takes me. (laughs) Hopefully not my retail job forever. But yeah. But, you know. That'll be a different episode. (laughs) Just... (laughs) Just complaining about working in retail. Yeah. Not even retail, but, like, drugstore life. Our. Is a horrible life. Yeah. Yeah, so our first episode is going to be about talking about, like, feeling creatively stifled, you know, through most of this year. And trying to get back on the creative track and just do the creative things that we enjoy and hopefully, you know, we'll make a living on. So, Jordan, why don't you talk about your Instagram? Because that's a big thing we're going to be talking about in this episode, I think. Yeah, so I uh, have an Instagram account where I just post my colorizations of old photos. And they're mostly, like, historical figures or whatever. And I just color them with different apps and Photoshop and stuff. And it's it's just a hobby, but I really enjoy it. It's makes me feel closer to the people that I'm studying and I feel like that's something that's really important when you're studying history is to you know see these people as actual people instead of just names and you know all this crazy stuff that they did I don't know I just really like it I think it humanizes people and it's become really important to me and it takes a lot of work and a lot of time so a lot of creativity goes into it and these feelings of your creativity being stifled or your inspiration or whatever during these times can really impact me at least Mm -hmm. with that yeah and I don't I don't think it's anything necessarily groundbreaking to say like oh during coronavirus I felt you know stifled we've all felt stifled you know whether I I felt stifled before Mm -hmm. and I think that just like everyone is in this place of, like, everything's horrible and, like, and I think, too, like, going back to, like, March, April, May, like, 
I think we've since 2020 has been like seven years long. I think that we have forgotten that, you know, in the spring we were just like, oh, okay, we're all going to die. Like we were all fatalists in the spring. Like just so convinced that it's like, oh, this, you know, we're all going to die of COVID. And like, of course the pandemic is still happening, but we were like, and I'm not saying either that like. It's not important and it's not scary and dangerous. Yeah. And I think some people have become too lax about it. But I think, like, the general feeling in the world when it first started was, like, oh, we're all going to die. Like, we're all going to die. And now that we've, like, as a society, even though America isn't doing as well as other countries, but even though we are, like, you know, sorry. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, like, now that we have moved forward and kind of lived with it for so long... Mm-hmm. I feel like people are either being too desensitized to it or they have, like, a good understanding of, you know, it's scary and we need to take precautions or whatever, but, like, we're all not going to die tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's kind of the feeling everyone had when this first started. It was kind of like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. what's going to happen? And it's still scary and still serious, mm-hmm. but we're just... I think so many people have just come to the realization, like, oh, if I am careful and I am doing the things that I'm supposed to, it's not necessarily going to prevent me from getting COVID, but it is definitely going to, it's something I can control and it's something that I can do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so in the spring, you know, I fell really hard I think from probably March to June I was in a really really bad depression and it was hard to do anything let alone you know write and I was finishing my writing degree so I kind of you know stumbled the finish line on that one (laughs) Um, I think as most people probably did who were graduating um, in May of 2020 but it was just hard it was hard to do anything and I just felt so like just so flat I guess you could say and I do have like clinical depression like I'm not just saying like oh I was depressed like I am you know depressed in the clinical sense of the word like like I have it so (laughs) I'm just clarifying my doctor wrote me a note (laughs) (laughs) shut up (laughs) I'm just clarifying for people who don't know because I do get depressive episodes and Sometimes there's not a global pl- pandemic, a pandemic. Yeah, I felt that. To, like, like put it on. And so I think, you know, for the rest of my life, I'm going... And, you know, everyone who wants to be a creative or is a creative and has these periods of depression, it's like you have to learn how to deal with these periods where you feel so creatively, like, flat. And I think there's also the misconception that you know being depressed or having mental illness makes you a better creative and it's just not true it hinders your creativity it makes it so much more difficult to create so I think that I just felt like I couldn't write anything I felt like everything I was writing was bad and it's and I just wanted to you know talk about this and put it out into the world and make it the first episode of the podcast is because I think everyone kind of you know, when creatives heard that quarantine was happening, they're like, oh, you know, maybe this will be, you know, obviously it's terrible 
that this is happening, but maybe, you know, quarantine will be an opportunity for me to, you know, write the book I've always wanted to write or do like a, like this creative endeavor that I've always wanted to do. And then I don't think it really turned out that way for anyone that, you know, we all just kind of fell on our faces because it was so much harder to create than we ever anticipated. Silence. (laughs) (laughs) Just everyone sit on that one for a second. (laughs) Everyone meditate. I agree. Um, Yeah, I mean. Jordan, you you had some thoughts, or not? Just sitting here in silence. I don't <laughs> want to be the thoughts, only one talking. Some I have some thoughts. I have some no thoughts. Have some thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree. I think that one of the reasons it's so hard to create in like a pandemic quarantine environment is the same reason that it's hard to on your like one day off, or it's hard to do things on during the weekends, like. Because you spend all this time thinking, oh, if I just have this time or if I have this time off or you're looking forward to time off from work or school or just quarantine, (laughs) like just Mm -hmm. chilling at home. You look forward to this thinking, oh, I'm going to be able to get so much done. And then there's so much pressure you put on yourself that by the time that day finally comes, it's just hard to do anything. Mm -hmm. That's I mean, that's an issue I have. Like I... We haven't quarantined like most people because we work. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think, you know, the, it's not even just like most people. I think like, I get what you're trying to say, but like the, the view of COVID is so different for essential workers than non-essential workers. And even for different kinds of essential workers, cause it's not like we're nurses or doctors or firefighters or anything like that. We work retail. Yeah. So, but it's a different kind of essential and I think, you know, since COVID, we've definitely been feeling that work has taken over our lives. And that's also, you know, a very difficult thing to grapple with as a creative because f- being creative almost feels illegitimate because you're not necessarily making money off of it, even though, you know, that may or may not be your goal. I'm just trying to stretch out my leg because my foot's falling asleep. Uh, okay. Sorry to everyone who was just like, can these bitches just shut up and talk but um yeah it's hard to feel like work is taking over your life and it's hard to feel like you know doing this creative thing that you love and you know I know for me like it's really my purpose to do that and I'm not a religious person or anything so don't get that um implication um no hate if you are of course but um I think that when it's not legitimate under capitalism, it can feel, you know, illegitimate if, you know, what I'm saying makes any sense at all. I'm just getting sidetracked by all these little side thoughts. And <laughs> but, um, yeah, I feel like capitalism and COVID are just like just gnawing away at our souls. Honestly, right now, the creative soul is being, you know, chewed on like a rat with yeah. cheese. Yeah, I mean, going back to what I was saying. <laughs> um, First episode already making rat noises on the podcast. I, I don't know. I just feel like I am at this point where I can't tell if I'm struggling with COVID, like the the pandemic hue that has just covered the world, or if I 
just struggle with being creative while also working 40 hours a week in retail mm-hmm. like because it's it's so hard to work when you have being creative I feel like is such a difficult thing to force upon yourself so like sitting down on your one day off a week and being like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna write this or I'm gonna edit this or blah, blah, blah. like it's hard to do that when you feel like you are forcing yourself to do it Mm-hmm. like it doesn't matter how much I'm looking forward to it if I know like so I try when I edit my photos I try to post a, a photo a day and then so when I have a day off I like to do as many as I can and then so I have them to post through the week when I work but knowing like sitting down and knowing I need to try to finish five of these is it's it it takes away that feeling of being creative and being like this being something I love even though it is if Mm -hmm. that makes any sense I don't know it's hard and I feel like COVID I think COVID has just made work harder for me and that has made being creative more difficult Mm -hmm. because it all like trickles down yeah and that's the thing too it's like where like because you have to force yourself a little bit but like where do you find the balance between like forcing yourself to the point where it's unenjoyable but also like not letting yourself slack too much it's definitely like I don't think that I have necessarily found that balance quite yet but and I think it's something that we all are trying so desperately to find all the time like that perfect balance between doing too much and not doing enough And, I mean, you could apply that to anything, like, that's, you know, the human condition or whatever, like, that balance, but trying to find that balance. But I think for creatives, it definitely takes on a different kind of, like, role. And I I just, you know, we're coming on, like, seven, seven months of this pandemic, and I feel like we're all just trying to scrap scrape together like these bits and pieces of like being creative and like just trying to get back into it and like slowly coming out of like the paralyzing terror of like we're in a global pandemic and I'm going to die and I think starting probably around like July but getting stronger in August was like okay, I just need to live, like, I can't, like, even if you're still, you know, you should still be quarantining as much as possible, but, you know, you have to try and find your normalcy, and for creatives, that can be kind of wonky, because, haha, I'm not normal, LMAO, you know, like, I'm so quirky, I'm not like other girls, (laughs) you know, (laughs) but, yeah. Yeah, I... This is a little off topic, but also not. Um, We're going to be pretty open about mental health Mm -hmm. on here. And I don't know if other people feel this way, but I have definitely struggled with determining whether or not how I'm feeling is a result of the world around us making me feel this way or if it's just my regular old anxiety and depression Mm -hmm. like I I, that's just something that I've noticed lately like I've had to do so much like self-analyzing to just stop and be like 
Hmm. Uh, is, do I feel this way because I just read some Donald Trump tweets that made me want to vomit and I just read the latest death toll? Or do I feel this way because I have depression and anxiety? Like, it's so hard to... I feel like that's another thing that's been really difficult. Just, like, trying to figure out yourself <laughs> in this situation because we've never had to live with ourselves during a time like this Mm -hmm. if that makes sense and that's another thing too I feel like people I don't know maybe this is like controversial or unconventional or whatever but I think a key point in you know being a successful creative person and I mean maybe I can't even talk because I'm not a successful creative person so maybe this is just like an illusion what is what is success in terms of creativity true like if you are enjoying it and you are putting something out there even just for yourself Mm -hmm. that you enjoy i would argue that that's pretty successful Mm -hmm. i mean maybe not financially successful you know i guess as you were saying earlier about how capitalism kind of warps our sense of accomplishment and creativity but Mm mm-hmm but yeah, all that <laughs> rambling to say, I think an important You're part. You're like, that's nice, but no, no, I just, <laughs> yeah, I, just I got so, I got so off track of what I was trying to say. But I think you know, it, treating your mental illness can be really important. I know that Jordan and I both are on medication, and I'm not ashamed of that, and I'm open about it because it's not a bad thing; it's a wonderful thing, and it's improved my life so much yeah same and i think that you know treating mental illness or doing your best to treat your mental illness can be really important in being creative do not let the idea that being depressed or being mentally ill is the key to being you know quote unquote successful in your creative endeavor because it's not that's a like i don't i hate that you know idea that like tortured artists yeah It's so harmful. Do not let that fool you. No, like, drink some water. (laughs) Drink some water, take your meds. Pop your zanny and go outside. Yeah. Like, you're not going to, like, yeah, I think that a lot of great. We're giving up on the blanket. It's way too hot. It's too hot. Hopefully, you know, the audio sounds okay. A lot of. But we are suffering right now. A lot of, like, artistic accomplishments throughout history have come from people who have been so depressed and tortured or whatever but you you don't need to be that way Mm -hmm. to to be successful or to be happy as a creative Mm -hmm. this is not remotely like a confirmed fact i did not google this and i (laughs) i'm not gonna google it now lane's like okay so i just make things up i'm a writer you can't believe (laughs) a thing lane says lane writes i have heard that, you know, well, people have the idea that Van Gogh was such a good artist because he had, de- you know, severe depression. But I have heard, you know, that when Van Gogh was medicated and getting treatment was when he was doing his best work. So I don't I, I don't know if that's true, but hearing that I think really turned my way of thinking around i was about to say but right before you said that i'm like sure we wouldn't have starry night if if van gogh took some zoloft but we might have 10 more starry nights is what i'm saying and also like this might be controversial and might 
sound stupid, especially coming from a history major, but I would rather not, like, the world not have Starry Night if that meant that one person didn't have to live their entire life tortured and sad and struggling Mm -hmm. with themselves mentally. Mm -hmm. Like, as much as I love art and I love all things creative, I would value someone's mental health over that any day. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know, I feel like, you know, you, you don't have to be in a horrible, depressed, you know, harmful mental state to produce something good. I feel like, you know, specifically for writing, you just have to be engaged with the world. And sometimes that can be bad for your mental health, so you need to know when to step away, but you need to be engaged with people's experiences to be a good writer. That definitely, I would say, goes along with history, too. I mean, some of my most, like, researched topics have been the Holocaust and the Titanic. And, I Mm -hmm. mean, they're certainly not happy topics, and they're not anything I enjoy learning more horrible things about. But you have to do those things to understand what you're talking about, and it's important that you talk about these things and humanize these people. So, uh, there, I mean, I don't want to act like being creative is supposed to be happy all the time, or that you're supposed to constantly be just making yourself happy with your work or whatever, but, I don't know, there, there's gonna be, there's gonna be difficult things that you have to read and you have to learn, you have to understand, regardless of what you're doing, so you being depressed and sad and hating life is not going to help it. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, as, as you know, oppressive feeling as quarantine has been, I think at the same time, what has been sort of exciting is that we have found these new ways of connecting to the human experience. And I, you know, let yourself be inspired by that. Let, you know, you know, you need to be aware of the bad things that are happening in life and, you know, if in terms of coronavirus, if that means, you know, I'm always looking up the, you know, case, the, the number of cases in my county specifically, so I can be aware because I do work, um, you know, with the public and there are a lot of people who don't wear masks, but you also need to, you know, try to engage with the positive experiences that are happening right now, like the ways that people are connecting with the world around them like I've read two different pieces um and I can't quite recall what their names were which one of my former professors would smack me on the back of the head for but they have both included you know their children in this time or them like connecting with nature and connecting with the smaller things around them like I'm thinking of one short story, or not, it's not a short story, it's non-fiction, um, it's a non-fiction short story, um, where one of the important parts of the story, I believe I read it in Guernica magazine, the author talks about watching a colony of ants in her house, and how her children also watch the ants, and, like, her husband, I believe, wants to to get rid of the ants because, you know, that's, we're like, oh, let's get rid of the ants, they're pests. But 
you know, connecting in quarantine with these very tiny creatures and really thinking about them and thinking about the lives that these, you know, seemingly insignificant creatures have, like, let, let, as you can let quarantine and COVID be the negative experience that it is, but don't forget to find into like the positive things and be, be not even necessarily positive, but be introspective in a positive way. Like make your introspection a positive experience, I would say. More yeah. silence. <laughs> I love like our, I love when we just like well, exhale give me enough time to... and just like pause. Well, I feel bad. You I'm... give me half a second to respond. I'm not good at being a a podcaster. I feel like I need to be like ba 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 and ba ba ba, and there can never be silence because then people will turn the podcast off, and then we will have to die. We will have to die. Um, Pass away. But yeah, I think like finding those little positives. Is definitely something that, like, I both roll my eyes at, but also think, <laughs> yeah, it's probably good. Because, like, you need to. Jordan is sitting, is like, everything Lane just said I hated. <laughs> <laughs> How do I say in a nice way that I don't agree at all? But no, no, I, I definitely agree that it's so frustrating and life is difficult right now. And everything is changing and things are just weird, but it's also important to find things about this new normal that is positive Mm -hmm. and you know some examples when lane and i had a covid scare like a week or so ago our co-worker our all of our co-workers were so worried about us and you know we're two college students who live lane about an hour and a half away from their family and i live states and states away from my family so all of our co-workers were very worried about us and it was just really sweet and even the co-workers we thought didn't like us yeah it, it's, <laughs> it's just sweet to know that people care so much and that wouldn't be the case if we didn't have this new normal that we're living in mm-hmm. and this evening at work there was this woman there and she had her daughter with her and they were walking around in their masks and doing their shopping or whatever But before they could leave, the little girl stopped and wiped down the entire cart and said, for the next person. And it was just so sweet. Like, uh, it's it's just sweet to see. We see so many people only worried about themselves to see some people just care so much about other people that they don't even know. Mm -hmm. It, It means a lot to me and at least helps me think, oh, you know, there are people out there. There are little kids out there who care deeply about other people Mm -hmm. and it's hard to remember that sometimes when you see anti-maskers and all this crazy stuff it's hard Mm -hmm. to remember that there are people who genuinely care and people who do want you to be healthy and do want to be safe and want to follow the rules Mm -hmm. those are the positives that I try to find Mm -hmm. like I look for the people especially at work, the people who do care and the people who are trying. Yeah. And I think, you know, feeling feeling oppressed by COVID and feeling like you almost feeling like you'll never be creative again. I don't know. Maybe other people can't relate to that, but I definitely with my emotions and the kind of person who's like, 
oh, I felt, you know, really depressed for two days. I'm going to be depressed forever. Or like, oh, I've been feeling really good the last couple of days. Like, I'm never going to feel sad again. Like, I'm very moment to moment in that way. I don't know. Is that unhealthy? Should I up my medication dose? I don't know. But, I don't know. But I'm already at the limit. So if that's bad, don't tell us. Don't tell us. Because I can't take more. Keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. <laughs> um, <laughs> the one person listening is like, I gonna tell <laughs> i love that you just made a face and gesture on a podcast where i we're know not recording i know the i don't ever want to like record my face but i also rely so much on physical like <laughs> physical comedy physical comedy that i don't know i'm like oh how am i gonna uh alter this how am yeah. i gonna adapt i, I guess forgot, we'll see i forgot the point i was gonna make i'm sorry Too no busy that's being okay funny. yeah i just got sidetracked by you know my moment to moment living um Lane be like, it's a new moment, new thought. (laughs) (laughs) New train, new track. Um, But yeah, we see so much selfishness. I think this is going back like three points we just made, but seeing so much selfishness can be really difficult as well for creativity because I feel like you should write for yourself in a lot of ways and create for yourself in a lot of ways, but the act of creation... And putting your art out in the world, I think, is also all, like is also an act of connection to other people. So feeling like everyone in the world is just a selfish, narcissistic, horrible person makes you not want to create. Like, oh yeah, for sure. If I get a, like a, a low amount of likes on a photo, I'm like, I'm ready to throw on my iPad. Yeah. <laughs> so. Like, that's, so that's, you know, another reason it's important to kind of look for the people who are, you know, supporting other people in this time, even if it's just a little girl wiping down her cart because she knows that the next person, like, will need it to be clean. You gotta look for that moment. And what is it, Mr. Rogers? He said, always look for the helpers. Yeah. And I think that can be important advice for creatives as well. It's like, always look for the helpers and let, you know, the good people. Let the good people be the reason you create. You know, create for yourself. Write the story you want to write. Make the art that you want to make. And fulfill that part of it. But if you're going to put it out into the world, it is going to be an act of connection. And look for the people who are good people who you want to connect to, I think. Yeah, definitely, I agree. I Like, I, we're trying to connect. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> go sorry. on, it's okay. Like, we want to connect to people of our, of our age who are going through the same things that we're going through and are struggling right now and want to be creative, but it feels almost impossible in the world right now. Like, we want to connect to people like us just good people trying to make it and i think that's really the reason we're making this podcast is so we can connect and hopefully you're out there listening feeling connected to yeah i was just gonna say that like that feeling connected like there's a few people on my instagram who comment on like all of my photos and it's just like old older people and they're so sweet they just like they enjoy the photos and the little, like, blurb I write about the people, and that is enough for me that, like, makes me feel good, not because I'm getting, like, this validation, even though validation is lovely. It's the fact that they 
have learned something or that they genuinely feel connected to this person because of my photo and that's like my whole thing is that I want people to feel connected with people who lived a hundred years ago because I feel like it's really important and so that connection even though I'm doing it because I enjoy it having that connection with people is so important and so validating for me as a artist mm-hmm so I think we're kind of, I think the well has run dry on this topic because this is our third, third recording. time recording it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the first so. time we recorded it was like an hour. Yeah. Second time, 40 minutes. <laughs> now we're like 36 minutes, good night. <laughs> I said what I said. It's yeah. bedtime. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I think that um, hopefully episodes in the future will be longer, you know, once we figure out the best way to film and the best way to do not film but record our yeah. voices and do what we're doing and hopefully they'll be longer um and they're not all they won't all be like serious like this. yeah so, like, yeah we're for sure gonna get silly yeah we're silly we're <laughs> silly silly geese <laughs> honk yeah well, good good night we're pretty silly wayne's honking <laughs> Wayne's honking, it's bedtime. (laughs) But we're still gonna watch another episode of Unexpected. Yes, and I also need to finish my alcoholic beverage. (laughs) So, yeah. We're gonna wrap it up. Do you have any closing thoughts, Jordan? Um, no. (laughs) No. Um, No thoughts, head empty. Hope you guys enjoy. Um, All of our, like, socials will be linked below. No, it won't, because this is probably going to be on Spotify. Okay, it'll be linked above. (laughs) Jeez. Um, Wherever the description is, that's where it's linked. It'll be somewhere. You might have to guess. You might have to Google us. (laughs) We're not going to tell you. We're not even posting this. We're just recording. (laughs) For no one. Um, I am on Instagram and Twitter. I'm just going to say it. Okay make everyone's life easier yeah because it's easier to be like oh let me pause this type 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 i am quitting the podcast (laughs) and i'm breaking up with you i'm breaking up with you i'm breaking our lease (laughs) i'm taking the cat you are not taking the cat i'm his favorite mommy but i i am the one whose name is on the paperwork (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so i'm on instagram and twitter at no dead narrators uh, look me up on there. And what's your Insta? I'm on Instagram and Facebook <laughs> under Jordan, J-O-R-D-A-N-N-W-S-T. So, so yeah. look us up there. We'd be hanging out We'd be posting. on the socials. Um, I post way more consistently, but... I am breaking <laughs> up with you. <laughs> I like to flex about my consistent posting. Um... All right, so Jordan's leaving. <laughs> so we're broken up now. We're podcasting our breakup. <laughs> um, even if you are just one lone person listening to this podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, we love you. Well, I don't know you like that. <laughs> we love you. We love you. We love you. Okay, good night. Say good night, Jordan. Good night. Good night.